All right, football fans, welcome back to the week four edition of the Fantasy Hour on Tap. I'm your host tonight, Premier Amp, joined as always by Mr. Pat Bodeway. You can follow everybody over on Twitter at Premier Amp, at Pat Bodeway, at Fantasy HR on Tap, and follow our main page at ONTAP Sportsnet. Pat, it is also a special day as of recording. It is what International Podcast Day, I believe, is what they said. Uh, I know really? Ron. Yeah, Ron <laughs> put that out today. Um, so kind of kind of interesting. We're rolling on uh, International Podcast Day. But uh, how'd your week go, buddy? I went 0-2 this week. I had a bad one. Um, yeah, I know. I, I heard prior to hitting the record oh. button, I think your wife walked into the room and said, ha, 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 I beat you by 70 points this week. So you are it, officially 1-9 or 1-10 against her. Yeah, 1-9. Man, yeah, it, it, tough, it sucks. <laughs> it really <laughs> sucks, man. The final <laughs> score was 168-111. to 111, and. Oof. It just, I can't catch a break with her, man. I mean, every time yes. we play, I mean, she's got like Dalvin Cook going off for 24, James Conner, Cooper Cup. I mean, and and I don't have a bad team in my family league either. I mean, I had Lamar Jackson who didn't do Jack Diddley squat and it was a rough one, man. How, how was your week? My week was a lot better. Yeah. Than yours. Yes, I actually went three and one and oh. narrowly, narrowly, bro, went four and oh, nice. I lost in another league by four points and I won in my work league by four points. And you want to know what the matchup <laughs> was? And that one, listen to this. So I was down four points going into the Monday night football game. I had. Well, let me let me dial back. He had Travis Kelsey. Mm. I had Tyreek Hill. Oh, wow. And I said all throughout the day on Monday, all at work, and I kept I kept poking fun at the guy I was playing. I was like, our game is going to come down to whoever scores a touchdown. And I did overtime Monday night. So I was there up until like third quarter of the game, I would say almost fourth quarter. And that kid was still there. And I kept going, all I need is that touchdown. All I, all I need is that touchdown. Because <laughs> they matched up pretty much like, you know, reception for reception and yards. And I was mm-hmm. like, it that's all it was going to take, and that's all it did. Um, our on-tap league, I, oh, man, I think I had like a 25-point win. So it was a good week, man. 3-0, and won some money in DFS like, you know, normal. Not majorly because I made one mistake, but, um, you know, other than that, I mean, doubled the money in that. Did some betting too, buddy. Um, pointing this out to everybody too, as of last week, we officially have been throwing on a Saturday edition of the show to cover DFS and a little bit of the sports betting since it is now legal in the state of Illinois. Sorry to anybody up in Wisconsin, but that's unfortunate yeah. to live up there. Um, but so it was an interesting week. You know, we had a couple more injuries. Um, first off the bat, though, Pat, we are going to mention that, um, you know, a little more than injuries going on right now. We will dial into the injuries after the big news that kind of broke out um, yesterday, I would say. And I'm going to kick this over to you for now. Yeah, so there are a few players from the Titans who tested positive for COVID-19. And uh, obviously they played the Vikings last week. And uh, they've all, uh, the Vikings and Titans, postponed uh, their practices until Saturday. The 
uh, Titans and Steelers game has been postponed at the earliest they can play is Monday at the latest it'll be Tuesday and there's a few things to think about um I I mean maybe the news has come out since I uh, originally heard it and we saw it come out on Untapped Sportsnet um but I'm not sure we know exactly who the players are at least not of right now but the only one I've seen it, right now is they mentioned a linebacker that just went on the COVID-19 list like two hours ago. Okay. Um, but is he I a mean, starting linebacker? Did they say who it was? I, I don't remember. I'd have to double check it. But I mean, I don't I don't remember the name. Off well, the, top of my the, the point I'm trying to make is if if it's like a backup guard or like a backup return specialist or special teamer or something, it's not as big of a deal not because they're a lesser player but because it's not like a running back who's touching the ball every time and then getting tackled by a bunch of guys on every single play exposing the other team way more than like a backup guard or backup whatever who didn't see a lot of time on the field and that's different and that's important too because say it was someone like derrick henry you know every single person who tackled derrick henry on that game now has to be quarantined or whatever, and it's it makes a difference. So if it's someone like that, then there's going to be way more of a thorough testing system and investigation and, and uh, you know tracing to make sure everyone's okay. And you know the game, and, and here's where you know it actually becomes really relevant fantasy wise is that's a big game between the Titans and the Steelers, and there's two things here that you really want to keep an eye on when it comes to who you're going to play in fantasy is if they don't play the game and they announce it before Sunday's slate of games, then you better hope that your league put in a couple of extra IR spots or a couple extra bench spots for you to move some players around and pick up anybody, literally anybody, anybody who's who gets three or four touches a game and might get you five points. It's better than none that you're going to get by the Titans and the Steelers not playing at all. And you're talking Juju Smith-Schuster, Ben Roethlisberger, James Conner, Derrick Henry, uh, Ryan Tannehill, Corey Davis, I mean, A.J. Brown, if he's healthy. It's a lot of players. It's a lot of fantasy-relevant players, too. The other thing you want to think about is Pittsburgh's practicing all week. Tennessee is not. So let's say the game rolls on Tuesday, you know, they, they let Tennessee get one or two days of practice so they can have the game on Tuesday. Are you going to trust anyone other than a running back or a quarterback in that game from Tennessee? Cause I don't think I would, I think I'd stay away from any of the tight ends and any of the wide receivers only because they don't have that week of practice to get the timing down. And it, it could cause some issues if, they just can't get going, especially against a defense like Pittsburgh got. So that's honestly the way I'm, I've been thinking about this whole thing. I got a couple people in my family's league who has uh, uh, Derrick Henry and Juju Smith-Schuster in the same lineup, and that's a huge chunk of his team if they can't go. So you got to think about who you can replace and who you can replace them with if that doesn't happen. Yeah, no, I – I agree. And like in uh, my work league, I have Derrick Henry and I literally, since it shows as a buy on uh, ESPN right now, my new waiver wire uh, guy that I just got today, which 
is Cordero Patterson is now slid into my starting running back spot there you go. because yeah. I got to be careful. I mean, worst case scenario, we should know hopefully by Sunday whether or not they're playing on Monday mm-hmm. or Tuesday. I just saw that, I guess, on Pat McAfee's show earlier today, they said it looks like it's going to be Monday they play. Um, the player that went on the COVID list is a backup outside linebacker. Okay. So there's that. I mean, I was just looking at the tweet that went out about it, and somebody's responding with it was, they said it was the player that got announced, a tight end, their long snapper, and somebody else. And then, like, he named the names, and I went and looked at their roster, and I'm like, none of those names are on the roster. So um, I'm going to call BS on whatever that person's talking about. Or maybe they were um, practice squad guys or no, so they said they're starting long snapper. I'm like, oh, oh, oh yeah. I'm like, it's not, it's not any, not any name that's on there. So, but hey, that's a really good uh, addition for you, Patterson, especially with the Bears losing Tariq Cohen that's with the ACL injury. I mean, you're gonna get that tandem of uh, David Montgomery, Cordero Patterson. I don't remember that third running back that they just brought up. Um, uh, Archavius Pierce. Yes, thank you. I couldn't remember his name. Um, I he might see some playing time, but. I know. I already know what's going to happen. They they brought in running backs today, which is just a safe blanket. But come Sunday, the three active running backs will be David Montgomery, Cordero Patterson, and everybody's favorite, uh, you know, training camp hero and Ryan Nall. Yeah, it will be. Artavius Pierce will not be dressing. I guarantee that maneuver. And if he does, good for him. I actually hope he does because he's better. But um, yeah, I grabbed I grabbed Patterson in that league because he also has the ability to be a running back or a wide receiver uh, mm-hmm. on a roster, so I can float him wherever I need be. And right now, it's running back. So, you know, I was talking to a couple people, Pat, too, today that I was wondering, the biggest thing I'm looking at is, due to, to rules, they're not allowed to announce the name of people that have it. But are they going to just be putting people on the COVID list if they've tested positive or what are they going to do? I mean, because the way I look at it is four have tested positive. So wouldn't they be putting all four of those on the COVID-19 like reserve list? And then you would kind of have to announce the name at that point. Right. You would think so. Yeah. I mean, I guess it really depends on which position and how much depth they have at that position i mean if it's if it's your fourth running back behind derrick henry do you really need to put him on the the covid list or i mean is are they anybody going to care about that i mean well i mean it's going to clear up a roster spot for those two weeks you know or whatever it is that they're allowed to be on it that's just why i'm wondering like is it you know, because rules like, you know, obviously where I work, they're not allowed to tell you the name. And in most places, you're not allowed to tell them mm-hmm. the names. of Yeah. Stuff. So I just wonder how that's going to work in the NFL where, you know, say I have Derrick Henry. How am I going to know if they say, all right, game is on Monday night. Uh, how do I how do I feel safe with putting Derrick Henry out there? Like, what if all of a sudden before game time, they say he's not playing? Like, are they going to give some BS fake, you know, ankle injury or knee injury or, you know, something to hide it kind yeah. of. Yeah. And, and, and also you, it just really shows, I mean, this is how championships are won in fantasy football. You really got to pay attention to the news and the injury reports and the active lists 
right up to game time, especially if someone's playing on Monday night and your whole rest of your roster is going to go on Sunday and you got like one running back or like one wide receiver on Monday, you got to pay attention to stuff like that. So it's interesting you bring that up because what if you don't have that bench spot? Do you just like drop somebody and pick up a third stringer in case something like that happens? Right. And that's why I agree with what you said a little while ago of having the roster spots. And that's why I love the league that you are commissioner in for the site because Mm -hmm. you have three IR spots. That's fair. Now I'm in my cousin's league and he asked us last week, you know, Oh, make sure you use your IR spot. I'm like, dude, we need more. And we only have one. And you only knew about the one if you clicked on a player and it showed up because it doesn't show up. I, I actually truly despise Yahoo now. So I really like the ESPN version, Mm -hmm. but like, I'm like, dude, I only have one IR spot. Now, I look at it, I'm like, okay, now I have three in ours. So it's better because now I can make some moves. Technically, in our league, uh, my my three IR spots are already filled, so uh, <laughs> darn it. But, um, you know, I, in my work one, we only have one as well. So it's like you kind of got to move them around, um, you know, and, and fidangle it. I like the three because, like, oh, if I have a guy that's out for a week or two, I could put him on there too right. and pick somebody up in his place. But, yeah, this week you might have to do something like that. You might have to get really crafty. You might have to do my favorite thing, which is literally wake up at, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday and just at the last minute go, all right, this is the player I want. I've been watching Mm -hmm. him for three days. I'm going to drop a player I really don't want to drop and hope for the best and go back and get him on the waivers, you know, Tuesday into Wednesday morning, you know. And that's the best you can do. Maybe you take the L and you're at the top of the waivers and you get your player back. You took the L for the week, but you know, it's, it's stuff like that where you have to wait. Like don't, don't go and drop a guy. If you're not confident in the guy you're picking up, that's the yeah. one thing I say is like, if you want to drop a player, wait to the last minute. Cause if you wait, then somebody else, like if you drop the guy today, somebody else can go and pick him up before Sunday's game, you know, most exactly. likely. Yep. So, um, and that's that's actually really sound advice too, especially like in our league uh, for Untap Sportsnet. I eliminated the waiver period because of COVID. You know, yeah. because there's gonna be more. This is not the only incident we're gonna have all year. I'm I'm sure of it. And it's just it made sense to eliminate the waiver period for moments like this in case you got a Monday nighter that's you don't know if they're gonna start. And if if you have to wait. You know, if someone drops Cordero Patterson and you have to wait two days for that for him to clear waivers before you can add him and you got a hole at running back now, you're screwed. So I implore with with you guys listening, if if your league didn't already get rid of the waivers for this year, just specifically this year, talk to your commissioner, talk to the rest of the league, open up some kind of community communication and and tell them about it. Tell them, you know, what we did with our league, how we eliminated the waivers because of this. Because, like, let's hope that this is an isolated incident, right? I mean, that's best case scenario, that this is just an isolated COVID incident. Everyone comes back after this next, like, two days of testing. Everyone's negative. Everyone's fine. That's it. This is where it ends. Let's hope that that's it. But unfortunately, it probably isn't. So talk to your commissioners, you know, everyone listening. Try and see if they can fix that, especially (laughs) right now when we're still early enough in the year that I won't screw anything else up. 
and dive deep into the depth charts of most teams because you're going to need it. And there is one, I think, I don't know if you saw it um, on my uh, waiver wire one, but I found a player this week that I absolutely love in the waivers. And a lot of people kind of went, um, you know, they, they didn't look at them. I, I saw a lot of people skipping over the name, and I was very intrigued by it. Um, I just want to ask you for your opinion before we dive into the actual injuries for the week. But um, my top guy for the week, other than obviously Nick Foles, because you always need quarterbacks in the in fantasy. But one of my top guys this week was actually Travis Homer for Seattle, as long as Chris Carson is going to miss time, which they said most likely is going to happen sure yeah what's your opinion on on uh, travis homer if carson's going to miss time then hell yeah pick him up seattle's got a good team they got a dynamic offense because i don't i don't know a lot about him to tell you the truth but it can't be a bad pick right i mean right. not behind a, a solid offensive line russell wilson uh, you know well, the reason people are does. skipping the people the reason people are skipping over him is because they also have carlos hyde and everybody's like, oh, I want Carlos Hyde and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he can run and, and he's going to do all this. And it's like, all right, well, just for instance, Pat, I looked it up last night when I was writing this up. And in a 16-game slate, obviously, Carlos Hyde was with the Houston Texans last year. Mm-hmm, right. And in a full 16 games, and I think he played in every game last year to an extent with Houston, he had 10 receptions. He's not known to be a receiving back. What is one thing that... Seattle will do. They will throw the ball to the running back. Okay. Travis Homer played in the final two games of the season last year for Seattle. He had 11 receptions in two games. Yeah. That's why I'm saying Travis Homer. Maybe that's going to be a swing and a miss and not a home run, if you know where I'm going with that. But it's just the name where I go, I think he fills more of the Carson role than you would really expect because Carlos Hyde's not going to fill that unless well, they're especially just in, in deeper leagues too. If you're in a deep league, that's a great pick because at yeah. the very minimum, they'll split the carries in the backfield. And in my work league, it's 12 teams and I'm sitting there today and I was like, man, I was like, I can't, I was like, I'm so mad. Waivers went through. I was like, man, somebody got Travis Homer. And then I'm talking to a guy about it at work and I go, yeah, I'm like, so-and-so got tra- Travis Holman. They're like, oh, I don't know about that. And I'm like, oh, shit, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> I went right on my phone, and I looked, and I was like, oh, shoot, nobody did. I instantly grabbed him. There you go, yeah. And I dropped, even though he's a starting running back, I dropped Devontae Freeman because I want absolutely, Pat, nothing to do with the New York Giants. I don't blame with you. With the New York Jets. I want zero to do with any of them. There's one player from the Jets that I still have on a roster, and that's Brashard Perryman, because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you know what? He could eventually get down the field, but I might drop him soon because I don't trust Sam Darnold worth a damn. But I agree. I, you know, I that's why I said screw it. I mean, if Freeman becomes better for the Giants, fine, but I'd rather take the risk for a few weeks on Travis Homer and we'll see where it goes. Hopefully it works out. So let's dive into the injuries this week, Pat. Uh, the one we were talking about right away was uh, Michael Thomas returned back to practice today. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yep. 
So that's a good sign. Um, hopefully that means he comes back because I could also use him as well. But yeah, that, that'd be a big thing all around actually for the Saints. It'll help out Kamara. It'll help out Breeze. So um, what else do you see over there on the injury list? I see uh, Philip Lindsay still questionable for Denver. Yeah. Um, I know I said prior to um, starting the show tonight, we also have Henry Ruggs and uh, Edwards for the Raiders are doubtful actually already. So it does not look like a good sign for them. That's a huge loss actually, because that's pretty much two of their main starters. So go after Hunter Renfro. If you've got a spot, I would yep, guess exactly. uh, Chris Godwin looks like he could miss another game. I think he was uh, downgraded to doubtful today. So oh, that cool. probably means he's out. Um, Jalen Rager has been placed on injured reserve with a thumb injury. Uh, this is actually right. a big one, uh, for the Washington football defense. Uh, oh, yes. Chase Young is still dealing with a groin injury. And I mean, if Dude, you're playing yes. Washington's defense against the Ravens, I feel really sorry for you, but that's a good sign for Lamar Jackson owners to, for him to have a bounce back week, um, yes, after screwing is. everybody on Monday. So <laughs> That, that, that's a good thing for Baltimore, but it's a bad thing for Washington. <laughs> my buddy who, who in my work, like I don't keep bringing this up. Me and him were both 0-2, and we were the last 0-2 teams. He has Lamar Jackson, and he literally needed like four points to try and like, because they were like, he was down by like 10, I think, to go into that game. So he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I should be okay. I think he escaped with literally... 14 points so he skated by with a four point win as well i was like hey a win's a win man you know it's not what should have happened but hey it did um i'm also mad at them both because i put a bet in uh for the game to be a plus 75 score and they didn't even get close to that so (laughs) screw both teams but um looking at this uh you've got brashard perryman still out um looks like chris hogan's dealing with an injury for the jets so both of those are questionable like i said don't want anything to do with that looks like drew Locke. i he is out officially mm-hmm. um, i think they said uh i don't know how to pronounce his name it's ripping or something i don't know they got another quarterback start and they they said screw jeff driscoll this week so brett yeah repping it's r-y-p-i-e-n is going to be the quarterback this week so, uh, nothing to do with either of those two teams this week. If you have the chance, I would play Denver's defense. Um, major injuries. Let's see what we got. I, I just came across one in the Cardinals-Panthers game. DeAndre Hopkins uh, sat out of practice today with yeah. an ankle injury. Yeah. Probably not that big a deal. I mean, he's he had questionable tags a million times. Yeah, I'm not going to worry about that. Jamal Adams, though, for the Seahawks' defense. Uh, is kind of questionable for the week. We already mentioned Chris Carson uh, was limited Wednesday, so just keep an eye on that. Obviously, me picking up Homer might be a complete miss. Um, Michael Pittman uh, looks like he is dealing with a calf injury, so he might not make it for the Bears game this week. Uh, Colts versus Bears. So have Naheem Hines with a shoulder injury. Um, over on the Bears side of the ball, nothing really major other than obviously – Nick Foles taking over. Um, 
Nothing over on their side. Like you said, the Chase Young one is interesting. I like their defense. He's actually having a killer year, by the way. He's I think he's got two and a half sacks already mm-hmm. in the three games. So he's he's got a good pace going. Hopefully he can get back. In the um, Patriots t- and Chiefs game, I just saw this one. Uh, Sony Michelle and uh, Julian Edelman, they're limited. Uh, Julian Edelman with a knee, Sony Michelle with a quad. Uh, Rex, if they're, if they're limited, they're Rex, still going to play. <laughs> nope, Rex Burkhead, screw it all. Um, <laughs> Tyrod's still out for the Chargers. Um, it's going to be the Justin else. Herbert show again? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, nothing over on that one. Let's see. You said the Andre Hopkins. Yeah, that one was. Um, yeah, actually, for the Cardinals defense, so Buda Baker is probably going to miss some time. They uh, He's got a thumb injury. Their defense looks to have some. Some injuries, they've been interesting. Uh, at receiver, they've got Christian Kirk with a groin injury. He's been limited, so he's just kind of, uh, you know, it's just not panning out this year, <laughs> really, for yeah. Christian Kirk. They got it, it, uh, Andy Isabella that has stepped into the role. We obviously have already touched on the Vikings-Texans uh, situation, well, more so the Vikings. Um, so, hey, that might be a good sign for the Texans. Could get, get them a win. win. Yeah. You know, um, speaking of which, I didn't mention it, but I would not want anything to do with um, what's the other game? It's the Titans versus Titans and Steelers, Titans, Steelers, Vikings and Texans. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really tough to take anything from the Titans. I actually already said sit Corey Davis, if that's the case. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I see Duke Johnson's kind of returned back for Houston a little bit, so he could be back this week. Um, nothing. I mean, we had a couple of injuries this last week, but I don't think anything major, um, on the docket. Cam Akers looks like he, uh, did not practice so far today with the Rams. So it looks like it's the Daryl Henderson show a little bit still. And I hope Cam Akers can get back cause he's wasting space on my bench. <laughs> um, in the Eagles and 49ers game, it looks oh, like, uh, oh, the Dallas Eagles got, got decimated with, uh, yeah, they did. Injuries Dallas again. Uh, Dallas Goddard looks like he's going to miss some time. Like I said, Rager. Um, Arsega Whiteside, Deshaun Jackson. Yep, yep. So that one is a Greg Ward show all day. Yeah. If you can. Um, oh, and the You would 49ers. think that that would lead to more targets for Zach Ertz, but. I hope so. Maybe. Um, actually, also, the 49ers lost another running back this week. <laughs> I mean, you just can't make it up. So it looks like Jeff Wilson <laughs> gets the shine this week they might have um to go start picking up high school kids to play <laughs> yeah I, I think i saw somebody might be back i can't remember if it's coleman or Mostert, but somebody might be back so we'll see george kittle did return to practice so that's a good sign for them but that is jimmy g is still out uh debo samuel is cleared to practice but obviously he still has another week until he can come off of the short-term ri uh list so you know a little bit of injuries nothing too major going on um but like we said with the uh, the quote-unquote outbreak this week just keep an eye on it and grab players that are going to score you some points so you can try you know keep pace i know i'm going to have a rough week to be completely honest with you just due to the fact of losing potentially losing derrick henry um, but hopefully, like I said, hopefully we know sooner rather than later if these players are going to play. Um, 
But moving forward, uh, we're going to talk about, Pat, our favorite plays this week at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. I will kick it over to you uh, for your favorite plays at those positions this week. Well, I know this one is going to sound kind of obvious based off of what he did last week, but Alvin Kamara is going to be the main focal point of the Saints offense. And people are going to hate me for saying it, but I think Drew Brees might have stayed in the NFL one year too long. In my opinion, his, his arm strength is starting to go. So he's going to be using that short dump off play like he did to Kamara a lot this past week. Um, I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Drew. I just think that that's going to open up uh, Kamara for more of those short passing plays. What do you think about that? Do you agree with that? Um, I don't agree with the breeze slander, but uh, <laughs> he also hasn't had Michael Thomas for the last two weeks. That's true, yeah. So, I, I don't know. Um, Some I, of the deep balls he threw on Sunday looked a little flat to me. Yeah. That's just what brought that on. Is It just looked a little flat. That, that's fine. I mean, yeah, I think Kamara's a good option this week. So, um, what do you got over there at wider or, uh, quarterback, I should say? Well, you got all of your obvious ones, right? Your Russell Wilson, your Patrick Mahomes, and all of that. Wait, those are but, obvious? <laughs> you would think, right? Um, but I have to stick with my guy, and uh, it's kind of going to be a two-parter because both of them have been my guy for a little while. But you got to go with... Josh Allen. Buffalo's real. They're legit. That fourth quarter comeback was beautiful. I can't believe I downed on him a little bit in my uh, starts and sits from last week. I apologize for that one. If you took my advice, I screwed myself on that. Um, But then you also have to look at Deshaun Watson. They're 0-3. They're playing uh, uh, Minnesota. They got to get this win. They have to. Deshaun Watson's got to turn it on. He's got to have a big game. Minnesota is not a big threat. So those are my two plays at quarterback. Okay. What do you got for wide receiver? Well, wide receiver, if you're not looking at a real deep league, if you're looking at like an 8-10 to team league, then you're going to have a pretty good receiving court, right? But when you start getting into the weeds and you start looking at some of the deeper ones, this match between – the Dolphins and the Seahawks. It's not terrible to start Devontae Parker because this could be one of those games where the Seahawks jump out to a quick lead and Fitzmagic just goes freaking bonkers and starts bombing away to Devontae Parker. So that might be a pretty interesting start. Um, and the other one is Tyler Boyd, man. I, I think we talked about it last week. Tyler Boyd's connection with Joe Burrow, it looks like they're on the same page way more than him and A.J. Green, and uh, what's the other guy? Uh, T. Um, T. Higgins. T. Higgins, yeah. He looked real good last week, too, but, man, you got to start Boyd. If you got Boyd, do not keep him on the bench. Okay. How about uh, tight end this week? I hate tight ends, man. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I hate tight ends, man. I got Zach Ertz in one league. Uh, Ooh, uh, it's just it's so frustrating. I mean, in reality, you can probably look at Hayden Hurst, Atlanta's playing Green Bay. It's going to be a demolishing on Green Bay's side. But since that's going to be the case, you got to expect Matt Ryan to air it out. I mean, 
if Julio misses any more time, it's going to be Calvin Ridley and uh, and Hayden Hurst. So, I mean, other than the obvious plays like your George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews. I would stay clearly away from George Kittle in my eyes. Yeah, I, I mean, unless unless you're just really hard up. You know, if you if there's no one else, then play him. But yeah, I, mean, I mean, if you have him, you play him. I just really don't yeah. like the, the matchup. No, Neither I shouldn't say the matchup. I yeah. just... I don't like the coming back from two weeks of injuries and he sometimes underproduces. He's also still got Nick Mullins. I just, I don't, I don't feel good about it. You did see a little bit of uh, Rob Gronkowski getting more involved last week. It wasn't a lot, but I think that if Godwin misses significant time, you might see Gronk uh, get a little bit more targets, maybe like two or three more targets than he did last week. Who knows? It's possible. So, just pick who's ever starting, who's going to get snaps, and close your eyes and pray. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to I'm gonna go over my players, but I'm going to actually go in reverse here a little bit. I'm actually going to stick with tight end because I agree with you on Hayden Hurst. I've been saying it for weeks. I've actually been saying it since the start of the year. He's one of my sleepers because I just think he fits into that Austin Hooper mold of what Atlanta had last year, and it's working out. Maybe not crazy good numbers, but it still works. Um, he didn't do much last week, but he did score a touchdown, so that's that good. Did. Yeah, you know it's not great, but it works. Um, now for for wide receiver, that's a tougher situation. There's always plenty of options. Um, I actually do like Will Fuller this week going up against that Minnesota defense, especially if they're not practicing much. But I just like to see um, you know what he's got going out out there. Um, running back this week, man, it's, uh, I'm actually going to go on the flip side of that one. Um, I'm actually going to go Dalvin cook. I think he's got the best matchup to just blaze through that Houston defense. Um, I think he continues on with his good trend. I also do like another, uh, big week out of James Robinson for Jacksonville. Hell um, yes. I think just due to the fact that they've got one of the worst rush defenses as well. So, you know, it's a good play out there as well. Um, now, you said, like, skipping over the obvious at quarterback. Um, I actually also want to throw – let me dial back one second. I do want to throw one more tight end in there, and that's Jimmy Graham. A little bias there, but uh, I just think that he has a connection with Nick Foles. So with Nick Foles being named the starter, I think that's a good one. That that's that, Sorry to cut you off. That's a really good pick, I think, too. Um, and it's, it's mainly because – the switch at quarterback for the Bears lets them do the jump ball, and yeah. Nick Nick Foles is willing to throw that, and he's accurate enough to hit it on the mark. And Jimmy Graham is a large enough, tall enough he bo- guy. He boxed to make out the play. player this last week. You oh know? yeah, and oh so exactly. The only thing I want to touch on, because I know we always say we're you know a Chicago site and a Chicago everything, but. And this isn't being biased. The only person other than Allen Robinson that I feel safe at with this Bears offense this week is Jimmy Graham. I have got to see a full slate of a game from Nick Foles to see who he really is going to start favoring. Yes, he hit Anthony Miller, but he also hit Anthony Miller like 17 other times and he dropped it every time. Mm -hmm. So the one time he got lucky. And that was a fluke play. I mean, he told Miller, like, go to the L in the end zone in the word Atlanta. Yeah. You know, it took balls to take that hit and just launch it. Um, 
And then today, too, I saw the report that the Bears want to get Darnell Mooney even more involved because they like what he can do and yada, yada, yada. But the fact of the matter is we don't know where Nick Foles is going to truly go. Mm -hmm. I like to always look at the fact and say, well, who's Nick Foles probably been practicing with a lot more? Yeah, it would be your guys of Ted Ginn and Darnell Mooney and Javon Wims and and guys like that. that aren't. Yeah, your Cole Komets. But at the end of the day, he's only going to have two guys this week that I feel safe with after that I would kind of just lean in the direction of watch and see you know yes Miller had a bigger game but I still don't feel safe about that wait to see where Darnell Mooney goes but while real quick while we're on that topic uh is Cole Komet rosterable no I don't think so either I don't I don't think he's even worth picking up as a backup right now no I mean, if you are in a league like we are for our site and it's 14 teams and literally the next guy on the list is, I I, I couldn't even tell you. I yeah. would just take that just for the body, I guess. I think he's going to have... off chance that he gets a few targets, yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to have one big game this year and that'll be that. And then it's just going to be a lot of, you know, three points, five points, three points... 10 points or not even 10 points like six points you know stuff like that he's gonna be very low but he's gonna have one game where he gets like 60 yards and a touchdown and everybody's gonna be like oh my god i want cole Komet. and it's just what tight ends are that's that's how it rolls the first year um they're just, I not- just actually i just actually looked him up uh in espn leagues he is rostered a whopping 0.8 percent okay I mean, at least answers our question. <laughs> answers that. Um, and I'm I, oh, Pat, I I'm about to name a quarterback, and I I don't know. Oh, I feel sick. Is it Halloween or am I really just getting scared now? <laughs> I I yeah, you should, because I can't even believe I'm gonna say this name right now. Let's hear it. Jared Goff. Oh God. I don't know why. But I like his matchup. This, I mean, God, God for sake, they're playing the Giants. Yeah. I mean, what else do I have to say? I, they're bad. That's all bad. you need. They're, you're playing the matchup game with that one. It's Jared yeah. Goff. They had I mean, a I bad, have them in, you know, come from I, behind loss. I have him in a league, and, and and I just feel sick having him on my roster. He's actually starting for me because I'm sick of Carson Wentz. Oh, and, Wentz could easily be the worst quarterback in the whole league right now. He's playing horrible. Well, I mean, he finally got me 21 points and a win. So, yeah. I mean, but then Goff's on my bench with 27. I'm like, well, I could have won even easier. But, you know, I, I don't feel great saying that name because he is bad. But the matchup this week is just too sweet to just to bypass. Yeah. Um, so anyways, to round out the show, we do have a fan question this week. And I will put his name out on blast because he is a certifiable jack wagon i'm not gonna say the a word (laughs) but no i got uh, we got a question here from lucas perfetti at lucas perfetti 46 you can also find him at bears on tap every week i think three times a week they roll a show um he is one of our on tap personalities his question this week and i actually like this one uh is daryl henderson going to be the guy going forward or do you think they will pull a Shanahan and switch out their backs every week um, <laughs> as in you know the Rams what, what do you think they're going to do in LA well I mean for the last 
couple of years, having a Rams offensive player has always been kind of a shot in the dark because there has been tendencies for one guy to go off and another guy to be silent. But after last week going off for uh, 114 yards, I think he carried it 20 times. I think it's clear right now that he's the one they like the most. Um, and I mean, you got to look at the rest of their schedule too. I mean, the Rams have the Giants, then they have the Washington football team, and then they go to the 49ers, and then they come to Chicago. So out of those next four weeks, you got two defenses that can stop you. And why not go with the guy who proved it last week, took 20 carries for over 100 yards and a touchdown. So, yeah, I think Darrell Henderson, I think he's the guy going forward. I mean, Cam Akers is still uh, dealing with a, what do you have, an ankle or was it a knee? I don't remember. Um, but, oh, it was rib cartilage. My bad. Um, separated rib cartilage. That's pretty messed up. Um, he's still dealing with that. So, yeah, as long as he's not 100%, Darrell Henderson. Yeah, and I, I agree. I think he's the guy for now, but not for the whole year. Um, Malcolm Brown's a, Malcolm Brown's a fine player, but Henderson's better. Henderson was their draft pick last year. I believe Malcolm Brown was two years ago, and now you've got Cam Akers behind all of them. But I think mm-hmm. when Cam Akers gets back and is actually truly healthy, I think they will go back to that dual running back, you know, run who's hot type situation. But for the foreseeable future, it is Daryl Henderson, and and that is that easy. That, that's a good point you made about the with the tandem because I didn't realize Akers was dealing with uh, separated rib cartilage. That is something that seems like it's easy to re-injure as a running back since you're constantly getting hit. Yeah, and you're getting smashed into the I pile. Would, I would actually put it out there, Pat. I think we would say that I, just hypothetically, I think Henderson's viable for at least the next six weeks. Oh yeah. Absolutely. At least. Um, Cause even if, you know, even if uh, Akers comes back in two weeks after they've played the bad defenses and then you go and you have the 49ers who stuff everything, even though they have injuries all over that defense. And then you play the bears who can give up some yards at times, um, you know, they're in the middle of the road with running, you know, stopping the run game. But yeah. I just think that after those four games, you're just kind of like, OK, let's just let them sit those four at least. Um, so I think that's the case. I think for now, like I said, I would say six the next six weeks or so. Yeah, because uh, let me just read you the rest of their schedule real quick. You've got at Miami, then a bye, oh. Oh. Seattle at home, at Tampa oh. Bay, San Francisco, at Arizona, New England and the New York Jets at home at Seattle and Arizona. So you're going to get a few questionable defenses in in between there, especially, you know, if Akers is still dealing with that injury or if they're splitting the reps half and half or whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would say actually probably the prime time to bring them back would be after that bye week. So that would be seven weeks from mm-hmm. now is when their bye week is. So, yeah. You know, seven, eight weeks, I think would be a good timing for it. But um, do you have any questions that were posed to you this week or uh, 
I did not. I didn't post it on Twitter because I got busy with work, so I forgot. So, no, actually, I don't have any questions this week. Unbelievable. You did I the know. day job. Man. I really I dropped the ball on this one. That's all good. So, you know, that'll be the question for this week. Make sure you send any questions in. We will remind people, you know, before we record. Um, so, yeah, that'll do it for us this week. Just make sure you guys pay attention to the waivers for the week. Make sure you pay attention to the news that's going on with the Titans and the Vikings uh, with their situations. Obviously, the one game currently is postponed, kind of dangling in the air with the um, Titans and the Steelers. Who knows when that game is going to take place at this point. Uh, so just pay attention to all that. I know the Vikings got to go back, I think, to practice. Or they are able to go back tomorrow. I can't remember what I saw. Uh, they're, Saturday. They're, oh, they got to wait till Saturday. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so watch out for that one. Um, Talk to your league commissioners about the waiver period and the bench spots and IR spots. Yeah, if, it's going to save you some stress. Trust us on this. And like I said, even wait to make waiver claims until right before the games on Sunday, because um, I'm pretty sure unless you got maybe like Melvin Gordon, you're not playing much on Thursday. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't even feel safe about anyone else on that offense right now, but. Uh, for all of us, make sure you guys go to Twitter. Follow all of us. You can follow me at Premier Amp. You can follow Pat at Pat Bodeway. Follow our fantasy page at Fantasy HR. You can also um, follow – is it Fantasy HR on tap? That should be dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can follow the main page at on tap Sportsnet. As I always say, guys, stay safe, stay good, and enjoy football this weekend. We are heading into week four of the NFL season. Pat. You got any final words for our fine fans? That's all. Just uh, pay close attention for the next couple of days. And if there's any spots you guys need to pick them up for any backup players, any player who might get one point is better than any player who's not playing getting zero points. So happy week four. Go get them.